gentlemen, listen up. Nah, 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 nah. Welcome to the Hospitality Cash Flow Podcast. Learn how to leverage multifamily and residential properties to provide short-term housing accommodations for high-paying clients. With years of experience in hospitality and sales and marketing, your host, Noble Crawford, invites you to listen in and access these gems as he shares the mic with some of the biggest influencers in the game. Rocking with the best. His expert panel of guests share their knowledge, best practices, strategies, and resources to help you generate crazy cash flow. Combining real estate and hospitality. So listen up. Here we go. Here we go. All right, folks, welcome to another episode of the Hospitality Cashflow Podcast. I'm your host, Noble Crawford. I am super, super excited today to have our special guest on the show, uh, Ms. Maddie Rifkin with Mount. And uh, Maddie has uh, has a superior product and service that she offers to uh, short-term rental hosts and operators, um, as well as, I think, boutique hotel operators and hotels. And so, uh, so without further ado, uh, Maddie, welcome to the show. Uh, if you could give our listeners a brief introduction and we will jump right into it. Happy to. Thanks, Noble, for having me on. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Maddie. I am, in fact, the CEO and co-founder of Mount. Um, and essentially what we do is we help open up new revenue streams for short-term rental hosts, really any piece of private property, as well as help differentiate your guest experience. Um, so that was pretty broad. Uh, what we specifically do is help outfit your properties with rentable amenities. So we can take stuff you already have, like a kayak, a paddleboard, a golf cart, and we can turn it into a rentable amenity or we can help source that. And we take away all the pain points. We have an insurance policy, we have a payment processing tool, a management tool with GPS tracking and make it really easy so that you just get more revenue. <laughs> oh, wow, that's super awesome. So at this point, because I remember when you were you know, in the, in the infancy of, of Mount and I was unaware of like all these additional uh, additional services that you offer. So we're definitely going to dive into that. Uh, but hey, let's back up a little bit. So prior to Mount, um, what were you doing? Like, what is your background? You know, it's a, an interesting journey. I'd say I've always been an entrepreneur since like day one. It's just what I knew I wanted and needed to do. Um, but Mount actually was originally called Mount Locks. And we were in the bike lock uh, manufacturing business. Um, and when I say this started a while ago, I, I mean, when I was 12 years old, that's kind of when this idea was born. Wow. <laughs> um, so it's been a long time coming. Basically created that lock back then, got a patent for it when I was 15, and then was super fortunate to go to Northeastern University, where I studied entrepreneurship. And it was an experiential learning uh, environment. They had us doing business models, building companies, talking to uh, competitors, all this fun type of stuff, working for different companies. And so... Throughout my time there, I essentially was like, all right, I have a patent, I have a lock, like, let's do something with it. And so that's when Mount Locks was born. Me and a few co college friends started building a supply chain in China. We essentially built this really cool IoT GPS enabled lock. And that led us on this massive journey. We ended up in the micro mobility space, which is for everyone out there, it's the electric scooters and bikes you see on the streets. Some might know it as Bird and Lime. Um, found my way into that industry basically as a sophomore in college, showed up at one of their offices in uh, Santa Monica with the lock in hand and was like, hey guys, I think you're gonna need this. Um, and that led me and my co-founder Rashab on a massive journey for the next year and a half where we were building locks and consulting and doing all this fun stuff in that industry. Um, 
up until COVID. And then that's essentially when it all combusted and <laughs> we had to, you know, p- pick ourselves up, figure out what we were doing. And really the, the best thing we learned from that industry was, well, there were two things. Hardware is incredibly hard. There is a reason that is a saying. And uh, having to fund it myself, build a whole supply chain, that wasn't my background. And so that was challenging. One I really liked, but not one I wanted to continue. And then also the the other biggest secret from that industry was that everyone markets these bikes and scooters as a commuting tool. They market them to the city uh, and that's what they're used for. But in reality, it's actually not their customer base is tourists and people are using these as a way to explore the city, have a really unique experience um, and just really take in the culture. And so I was like, that's so backwards. Why are they marketing it as a commuting tool when clearly it's not? And I thought there would be a better way to do it. And so actually Noble, that's what you were referring to was originally what Mount's first pivot was, was we brought scooters to Airbnb properties as like this new revenue stream. Um, and has since evolved, but that was kind of our, my founder journey, at least. <laughs> that is super amazing. I had no idea. So, so starting with the whole lock system, um, and then kind of migrating towards this, uh, scooter product, which is really kind of where I met you when you launched a scooter product. So you hit on a couple of things there, right? You were talking about, um, the scooters being less so a commuter product and more so an experience-based product for tourists, right? So that is that's that's so key. So what what has been your experience up to this point with um, you know how hosts and how their guests have you know been able to utilize your product? Honestly, it's a great question because I think when people hear about what Mount does, their first thought is, okay, that's cool, and, and it intuitively makes sense, but where's the line between this is a fun experience I'd pay for and I'm feeling nickel and dimed and I don't want to stay here anymore. Uh. And luckily I think the hotels have kind of defined that line because they've been doing experiences, amenities, upsells since the beginning of time. Like that's their bread and butter. That's how they make 30% of their revenue. Um, So, you know, you kind of have to emulate that. But what we found was that there was no software product to do that at a short-term rental. So that's where Mount comes in. So, I typically give the advice for a property that if you can have your guests stay at your property and then they're going to go and try and find it and do it themselves and pay for it, then you should absolutely be offering it at your property for money. So like classic example is an electric bike. People will pay 90 to $120 a day for an electric bike rental and they'll have to Uber to get it. So why shouldn't you be able to offer it for $80 and offer that convenience aspect? Um, I'd say the thing that gets like nickel and dimey is where you like, can I, you know, charge for like the salt and pepper? And you're like, no, no, <laughs> that's not what Mount was built for. <laughs> right, right. Got it. Okay. So a great uh, product for the guests, obviously, and a great service for the guests, uh, but an additional revenue stream, you know, for, for the host and the, the short-term rental operator, right? Um, so exactly. that is super cool. So staying on the the, the whole kind of you know scooter uh, electric bike type product um so how would that work for um you know for a guest that is looking to maybe add this service to their you know portfolio of listings um and how would that work in terms of the, the host adding it and then how would that work in terms of like guests using the product uh, yes, honestly, another great question. I think Mount is so new to the industry that 
what we're creating doesn't exist. And so the way we work with property managers and hosts is the easiest is if you already have the gear and it's locked up in your owner's closet. So for that, you work with us, we give you our startup package, which is a QR code, a lock and a helmet in some cases that gets sent to you. And then you just need to create some sort of locking infrastructure. Uh, so keep that amenity on your property, attach our QR code and GPS tracker, and then that's what allows it to become rentable. And so from the flip side for the guest, all they have to do is download the Mount app and then it populates with everything they can rent at your property, nearby, uh, down the road, so that you know they have this kind of concierge in their pocket, if you will, uh, at their fingertips. So they can rent your amenities and actually, we emulated the way you rent a scooter because everyone's already trained to do that. So everything on Mount has a QR code. You create an account, scan it, pay for it. Um, and then we also use some other technology to make sure that it all rentals start and end on your property. You know, you're, you're getting alerts if anything is broken or damaged. Um, and then the host just gets a check at the end of the month with all the revenue. Okay, awesome, awesome. So, you know, let's just say you know, utilizing that example, let's just say that um, someone is utilizing their own electric bike or someone is utilizing one of your mount products. And, uh, you know, let's just say they have 20, 25 listings, right? Um, if they wanted to use a number of different products across their entire portfolio, um, do you just like does, does mount like ship whatever they're looking for to the host and the host, you know, divvy those up amongst their properties. Are they assigned by address? Like how, how does that piece work? Yeah. So all of that is um, basically the hosts, not responsibility, but they have say in what happens. And so actually this is funny because in a few weeks, this will be going live on our website, but you can go on and create yourself a mount portal and account as a host and you can input all of your property locations and then you can tie whatever amenities you want to each location you can move them around and that's your whole management portal so mm. if you have 25 properties you know you might not necessarily want 50 bikes because that's a lot to manage Got so it. if you do cross the threshold and you do have a lot of properties we can bring you in like an amenity co-host so you can have 50 bikes. You don't have to manage them. You don't have to do the maintenance. You don't have to do anything. Um, but we can still help you run the program. So got it. Got there's it. A, okay. a few different ways to work with us. Okay. I'm asking these que questions selfishly for a reason. So, um, so another question regarding like the different markets that mouth services, are you, do you find that you're in urban markets or in vacation rental markets? Like, what does that look like across the board? Yeah, we've done a lot of testing around this because, you know, every market has its differences. Um, I'd say the most common question we get from anyone out there is like, what can Mount recommend for my property? Uh, so we have a few categories that we work with right now that are thriving. So vacation rentals was our bread and butter, you know, a, a five bedroom house on the beach. That's a no brainer. Put in bikes, put in beach equipment. That one just makes sense. So if you have that, very easy to work with us. The next logical jump from there was those vacation rental cabins. So like cabins in the woods, places that are a little more remote where the guest wants an activity, but it's not like they walk outside and see a scooter. So the Catskills in New York is a great example. Tahoe is another great example. So those type of cabins, because they'll do well with bikes and stuff. Um, urban is a bit trickier for us right now 
just because if it's a one bedroom apartment, first of all, where are you going to put the amenity? And then also chances are that urban environment has scooters, it has bikes, and your guest is coming more to either go to an event or do something in the city they already know. Um, so we like to look for those adventure travelers that will hop on the amenities and have a great time. Got it. Got it. So, um, anything that's vacation rental type, rural cabins, um, those are great, uh, kind of destination locations where you see the most, uh, usefulness uh, of your service. Exactly. And like apart hotels, which is becoming very popular in Europe. Those are awesome. Oh, if you're a property manager and you have a lot of density, that's also super helpful because you can put in one amenity program and have your whole portfolio use them. Mm, okay. Okay. Which is, yeah. Emulate like the hotel model a little more, <laughs> get more eyes on the amenities. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, uh, so you mentioned Europe. So are, how, how far are you spread out? Are you just in the U S are you, you know, going outside the States or what does that look like? We're in the U.S. to start. We just opened Canada with a few uh, property managers up there. So that was awesome. Um, we're not too constrained geography wise because my hunch is, and we can you know talk in six months and see if this is right, is that it, when you launch in Europe or a destination like South America, Mexico, th those type of countries and continents, um, your traveler is different. It's someone that's traveling many hours, is wanting to spend on experiences um, and doesn't know the local area very well. And I use this example because when I was doing traveling, I went to Amsterdam and I stayed at an Airbnb and they supplied us two bikes and I used them every day because when I was on the bike, I felt like a local and I could get around town really easily. It was so much fun. They didn't charge for the bikes. They should have. Um, but I just felt like the guest experience was just so much better. I would go back to that Airbnb any day. Um, so that's my hunch is that the utilization will be a lot higher with those type of travelers, but, um, to be determined. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. So, um, let me ask you this in terms of like using the app or the software, um, does it give the host ability to integrate with the OTAs, with the Airbnbs and verbos and stuff like that? Fantastic question. It's like Airbnb is listening. Um, <laughs> we want to, so, we don't yet because Mount is on the newer side. We just got out of doing our pilot phases and now we're opening up more of our wait list um, to work with. But essentially where Mount wants to go is being this like digital concierge in your pocket kind of. So when you're looking at a property on an OTA like booking.com, Airbnb, your amenities would actually just be tied into that listing. So if you find the property on Airbnb and you book it, the next screen would actually be oh, this property has Mount amenities. Do you want to pre-book them? So that way people are paying in advance for your electric bikes, your kayaks, your paddle boards. They won't necessarily use them because, you know, they've already paid for it. Uh, but that way you can see kind of your advanced revenue. Um, they yeah. also have the option to rent when they come to your property. But that way um, it's more of a complete experience. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. So, um, what is it? So, so a guest rents a product from you, you know, let's just say they rent a scooter or, you know, a golf cart or something like that. Um, what is, what happens if there's damage to the product? Um, how does the host like manage that whole aspect? What does that look like? Yeah. So liability was a big one for us. It was I mean, we felt the liability issue when we were launching or helping to launch scooters just because, you know, those are well, the Wild West. Um, so what we did was we created a custom insurance policy, one that Mount holds. And if you're listing amenities on our platform, you become additionally insured. 
And right now it covers injury liability, which is the biggest risk. So if you offer an electric bike at your property, most likely your property insurance will cover that. But where the gray area is, is if they rent a bike from your property and take it off property, then who covers that liability if they hurt themselves? So that's the piece we solved, is that if you're on one of these mount amenities, you've signed a terms and conditions waiver sheet when you sign up for the app. And now everything is insured. Um, Luckily, we've also found that riders, if they rent from your property, have more of a sense of ownership. So they're a lot less reckless than just getting a scooter off the side of the street. Um, so we haven't had any incidences yet, which is great. Knock on wood. <laughs> um, the final piece is like the damage and theft. Again, not too big of an issue because when you rent an amenity, it's yours and you have to bring it back. So if it does happen to get stolen when you're using it, you damage it when you're using it. You've signed a rental sheet that says like terms and conditions, you know, you're, you're liable for damage. So the guest in that case would be paying for the damage. Um, we want to get to a place like Turo, though, where if you're listing a $20,000 golf cart, you're going to want to buy an additional damage protection. Um, we're not there yet, but that is kind of where we would like to go is like you as a host can opt in for better insurance or not better, but, you know, premium. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, so this is, Wow, this is so much more than what I, you know, <laughs> I, I thought it was since we've initially spoke. So uh, this is super exciting. A couple more questions. Um, where do you see Mount going in the future? Like, what is your kind of looking ahead? Like, yeah, no, no expansion is obviously, you know, on the horizon. But what direction do you see Mount going in the future? Fantastic question. So this is probably what people will be seeing with our new website update. But what we've noticed so far with the hosts we work with and what the, with the travelers we work with is we've created this community where these travelers are trying to go to places that have Mount amenities because they know it's a better experience and they know we've vetted the host. So they know it's going to be a, a great stay. And so what we want to do is create this community and grow it so that we've incentivized travelers to literally just travel with a backpack and then have them rent everything they need in destination, whether it be from the direct host or from other partners. REI could be one of those where you get to rent your hiking gear so that you don't have to travel with it. Same with skiing gear. Like that's where I envision it going. But I also want to create this community that gets to help each other. So like people are going to be competing to be the best Mount traveler where it's like, oh, I just traveled with a toothbrush, <laughs> you know, who can beat me? Um, and then also getting to that elite level where you get special access to these hosts that have been working with Mount for years that we know are fantastic. They have the best amenities possible. And now we're able to connect the best traveler with the best host um, yeah. through this community we've built. Oh, I love that. That that is super cool. That's super exciting. Uh traveling with just a backpack or a toothbrush. Like <laughs> yeah, and, right? really but, looking like a local. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That's awesome. So before we wrap up, Maddie, um, I want to ask you, like, what is um, you know, what is one tip that you would give to hosts out there? Um, be that, you know, be it new hosts, be it uh, experienced hosts, small portfolio, large portfolio, what's one tip, one gem that you would give them? I think the gem I would give them, it's not even mine. I, I was during COVID in all of the clubhouse rooms and I learned so much doing that. So this is where this one comes from. But I would say, don't be leaving any revenue on the table and it might be hidden revenue that you don't know exists. But 
if you add on amenities and you stop looking at upsells as early check-in, late check-out, mid-stay clean, but you look at upsells the way hotels do, where it's like, how much can I get out of this guest? Which sounds bad, but it's a way you think about revenue. Um, that you should be getting, you know, 20, 30% extra from each guest staying at your property. So even though you might be at 100% occupancy, you've automated everything and you have virtual assistants and your business is running super smoothly, I would push you to look further and look at what other things you can add to generate even more revenue. Because I'd say right now with the crazy economic environment we're in, it's becoming even more crucial to figure out how to get more out of your property as opposed to growing your portfolio of properties. And supply isn't infinite. You know, there are not going to be just massive amounts of property down the line. So if you can get an extra 30% from each property, I'd say do it. So that was my long gem of just uh, getting ready. That, that <laughs> was just that. That was a gem. And so I hope the listeners caught that because, um, you know, you can only generate so much revenue from room nights, right? Um, and there's only so many nights in a month. And so if you're looking to squeeze like every ounce of profit out of your listing, like this is the perfect way to do that, right? Through those upsells, through offering those different amenities and things. So, yeah, super great, super great, Jim. So, so tell me, uh, Maddie, if the folks are interested, two things. One, uh, what's the best way that they can uh, get in contact with you if they're interested um, in, you know, taking taking them out for a test drive, uh, adding it to their, uh, you know, vacation rentals or unique properties and things like that to enhance that guest experience? What's the best way they can reach out to you for that? Yeah, the best way to reach out to me, um, I will give you a special link, Noble, that will take them directly to my calendar. So Noble has the in now. Uh, so yeah, just click that link. You can get a direct meeting with me. Um, we can chat for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever you want. And I can tell you, you know, how your properties are best going to work with Mount. Um, if you just want to follow the Mount journey, uh, website is the best place for that sign up for our newsletter. Um, LinkedIn, I post a ton on there. We often throw really cool events utilizing amount amenity. Um, so if you want to try and catch one of those events, I would say don't miss out. So that's how you can find out about it on LinkedIn. For example, we're throwing an epic yacht, yacht party in next week in Portugal with one of our amenities. Uh, so you can see how it works because uh, that's the best way to do it. So nice. I'm uh, yeah, pretty active on social media. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. So we will definitely drop that link in the show notes um, so that you can take advantage of that. We appreciate that, Maddie. And also um, rentmount.com. If you want to get some general information, we'll have those links in show notes as well. Uh, Maddie, we are so appreciative and grateful that you could uh, join us on the show today and, uh, you know, in offering this, this, this product, this service that is extremely beneficial uh, for us as hosts. So um, big, big, huge thanks for coming on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, fun to chat about it. So thank you. Awesome. We're definitely going to have you back, Maddie. But in the meantime, folks, this is another episode of the Hospitality Cash Flow Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Noble Crawford, and we will see you on the next one.